If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Well, my next two guests have come up with what sounds like an absolutely brilliant idea. They are both graduate students at McMaster University. They've created a new packaging tray that can signal when salmonella or other dangerous pathogens are present in packages of raw or cooked food, like chicken. Shadman Khan and Akansha Prasad are the two people who have come up with this. They join me now. Thank you for doing this today. Really appreciate it. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having us. This, um, as I said off the top, this sounds like something, you know, there are researchers who do things that are really important, but we never actually see what it's going to do. This is one of those things that sounds like everybody would use this all the time. One of the most practical things ever. Where'd the idea come from? Right. So that's exactly what our inspiration was behind this. So, you know, foodborne illness is a rapidly growing problem, both globally and in Canada. And of course, to mitigate this, there's been a variety of sensors that have been developed for food contamination, but often they don't have that practical application where they can be used in the consumer setting um, since they can't actually be put into food packaging or in situ, as we like to say. So that's what really inspired us to develop something that was capable of detecting in each food packaging if there was a pathogen present. So Shadman, how does this work? Is this the plate or the, the, the packaging itself? Is this something you slide in between the food and the packaging? What is it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so smart food sensing is something that researchers have been trying to develop for quite a while. What makes it difficult is if you think of like a large piece of chicken, these sensors are pretty small. So there's always been this argument as to whether a small, tiny sensor would be able to detect bacteria or pathogens that are present across various parts of a food product. So what we developed here is a completely new packaging system. So it consists of a tray as well as a few other components that create a miniature lab, essentially, within which that small sensor can be integrated. And the purpose of that packaging system is to localize the juices that are naturally released from the food product. So irrespective of where the bacteria is, the sensor will come in contact with salmonella or E. coli um, if it is present within the package. Akansha, my, my initial thought when I hear that is great system, sounds really expensive. I, is this something that would drive the price of food through the roof if we had to put this in each package? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, Throughout our design process, we tried to keep costs in mind. So a lot of the reagents are cost effective. Um, for example, the tray, we designed uh, and used CAD to create a tray for our experiments, but it's something that can be um, designed in facilities where these trays are manufactured. And similarly, other components include um, a membrane to hold some necessary reagents for a sensor. And that, again, was with cost effective reagents um, that can be purchased for minimal cost in like the sense. Shadman, uh, I don't know a whole lot about uh, salmonella or other things. If there is even one molecule of salmonella in a food dish, in a food tray, does that mean that that food is bad and should be gotten rid of? Or is there a certain level? Because I'm guessing that if it recognizes any of it, people will automatically throw it out. Is that necessary or, or is there a way to set it so that there's a reasonable amount or is no amount good? So salmonella is definitely one of the more dangerous foodborne pathogens and the regulatory guidelines around it remain a little vague. At this point in time, it does remain a yes-no um, answer where even if there's one a bacteria and it's positively detected, the food is considered 
um, inedible. Um, so that's generally how it is um, assessed at this point in time. Is this uh, what you've created? Can this be used at any temperature? Because uh, again, what I was thinking is, it's one thing to have it in a um, a display at a grocery store where it may not be as cold as it is if it was in my fridge, but I would still need to know if it was good or not. Can it work regardless of the uh, external temperature? So that's a great question. Um, what we tried to do here, considering that um, we really wanted to focus in on salmonella, um, bacteria grow more at higher temperatures. So as a result, we really prioritized creating a system that would work at room temperature at 37 degrees when it's being heated um, for ready-to-eat foods at grocery stores. And because of that, our salmonella system itself actually performs best at higher temperatures, um, which is why we wanted to target ready-to-eat foods, just because those are foods that aren't cooked further. And as a result, represent a very high risk factor for consumers. Okay, so, so using that then as the example, let's say I had bought one of those things and I put it into the fridge. Theoretically, if I then said, this is a great system, I'm going to bring it out of the fridge and let it sit for an hour to get to room temperature in my kitchen to test it, would that work? Yeah, we believe that with our existing system, that is a viable scenario. So, Akshana, where where then does this go from here? You've got this project, you've got this thing that apparently works really well. Uh, it sounds like it's a brilliant idea that would have widespread application. Do you, where does it go? Are we going to see this somewhere? Have you talked to people about this? Or is this step one of a hundred still to go before we see it? Yeah, so for sure. Um, we are fortunate to be able to work with Toyota Tushu, our industry partner, and they've really helped us um, understand more in terms of the commercialization side of our research, which is um, which is really great in terms of what most people um, are faced with in the lab. So that's something we can definitely see us. And what we think of this in terms of impl- implementation is almost a plug and play system where um, this can be interfaced with a variety of different food sensors for various pathogens, um, for different food products, and as well as for different um, consumer uh, type of food storage products as well. Um, And even in our own research, we've tried it with produce products such as lettuce and have seen efficacy. Shadman, let me not be too um, financially cold-hearted here, but when you create something like this at Mac as part of your education, if what you create finds an audience, finds a market, and does really well, do you benefit from that financially or does that go back to the school and to the lab because you did it during school time? Um, So that ultimately just comes down to how different labs operate. In our lab, um, our supervisor very much views our work as a team. So these are technologies that we are patenting and we are included on the patent. Um, In the grander scope though, um, our overall objective here, especially as graduate students at this point in time, has been more focused on the societal goal. Um, so really trying to address foodborne illness, recognizing that it's a growing issue, especially with climate change, um, and using that as their driving motivating. Yeah, oh, ab- and you know what? Absolutely, and it, it sounds great. I, I just want you to, you know, I'd like you guys to benefit too. If, if this thing turns <laughs> out to be huge, why not? You came up with a brilliant idea. Uh, that is uh, Shadman Khan and Akansha Prasad who have come up with this. It's uh, Guys, I, I think it sounds really 
Fantastic. I, I really do hope that we see this one of these days. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.